Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Guarding the last outpost of freedom, like a beacon of light to the world. And exercising our freedom of speech like we're the third monkey on the ramp to Noah's Ark. And brother, it's starting to rain. This is American Ground Radio. Stephen Parr with Lewis R. Abalone. Okay, so the FBI mm-hmm. decided they needed a threat that they needed to target. Who do you think that was? Do you think it was Antifa? Huh? No, no, Rad- radicalized socialist? No. What about uh? What about Al Qaeda? No, it wasn't. ISIS? No. I mean, those are all folks that you might be concerned with. Dude, going after them is so 2000. Okay. No, well, then that's exactly true because yeah. they're not going after Antifa no. or radicalized socialist or Al-Qaeda no, or no, ISIS. No, no, we, no. We've already gone after the enemies of the United States. We need new ones. We need fresh ones. We need ones that the whole country can get behind hating. Now, well, you mean like Catholics? Yeah, like the Catholics. Yeah, they're going. Oh wait, aren't you a Catholic? I'm very. I'm. Uh, yeah. I'm radicalized. Your whole family. Oh my is. gosh! Just you, a bunch of terrorists. Just a bunch of Catholics is what you. Are. I mean, so yeah. No, this is not a joke. So this is. I know this is a move right out of an Inquisition. The it I, is. And the FBI this cited the Southern. Poverty Law Center. Oh yeah, because they're a paragon of principles. And who? And then the FBI put out a report. Uh huh. Well, well, they didn't put it out. It was leaked yeah. by a whistleblower. Right. Uh, because they're going after the FBI is now targeting radical traditionalist Catholics. See, see, that's not a typo. No, I read that right. Radical traditional radical Catholics. traditionalist Catholics. Are, are you a traditionalist? Well, a little bit. I, I would say so. Yeah, I, yeah. I would say do, so. Do you do you uh, do you take communion? Well, hold on. I look, mean, what a what a traditionalist you would. You know how old the communion is. That's like a big time tradition. Well, let me define for you, mm-hmm. or let me read to you the definition by the FBI. Oh, they defined it of what a radical traditionalist oh, Catholic good. is. Okay, his a, name is Lewis. Yes. Okay. okay, so a radical traditionalist Catholic uh-huh. is typically categorized by the rejection of the Second Vatican Council. I, I don't reject the Second Vatican Council. Okay, you don't spend a whole bunch of time uh, doing that? No. Uh, disdain for most of the popes elected since Vatican II, especially Pope Francis and Pope John Paul II. Uh, no, well, what's wrong with John Paul? I, no, well, that's what I'm wondering. John Paul II. John Paul II is a Look, favorite among Catholics. The popes that you know corroborated with the Nazis, eh, maybe, maybe they don't deserve a whole bunch of you know okay. honor. Okay, now also mm-hmm. radical traditional Catholics okay. frequently adhere to anti-Semitic. I'm I'm not no uh, anti-immigrant. I'm first generation yeah, son, son of, of an, an Italian yeah, immigrant. Yeah. Anti-LGBTQ. I, I don't know what you have to be to be anti that. But, right. I mean, I don't necessarily agree. I'm not opposed to the people. I'm with just the opposed principles. to the philosophies. I, and white supremacist 
ideology. Well, that's not you. That's not me at all. Okay, so then they're not after you. So you, look, they're not coming after you. you but I am okay. Catholic. Yeah. So but, I'm I'm in their I'm in their scope. Well, let me ask a question. Since this is the group they've decided to start going after, is that why they're not concerned with the number of Catholic churches that have been firebombed over the last year? Because they're like, you know what? Those bastards had it coming. Well, look at all these radical Catholics. Well, it took the it took until the House uh, was controlled by Republicans, right, for the Department of Justice to actually be investigating all of the violent crimes against pro-life. But still, they've only made they've only made two arrests. It was for one case in Florida, and that case was not against the Catholic Church. It was just against a a uh, crisis pregnancy center. They still haven't arrested a single person for firebombing a church anywhere in this country, a Catholic church anywhere in this country over the last year. But at the same time, the source and this is what's so ridiculous. The source is the Southern Poverty law center i mean those people that that is absolutely the southern poverty law center is not a credible journalist outfit they are a political propaganda machine that makes their money off of defamation and slander no and they put out a hate map that's what i'm talking about. you remember this they They, put out do it every year and it's not actual hate it's just people they disagree with so in i guess their hate map is people they hate well, in 2012, a terrorist targeted the Family Research Council's headquarters in Washington, D.C. Yep. They He entered the lobby with a semi-automatic pistol mm-hmm. and then shooting and wounding a guard. And the man later told the FBI that he found the conservative organization on the Southern Poverty Law Center's hate map. Yep. And he intended to kill everyone in the building. So the Southern Poverty Law Center's hate map actually inspired someone to hate other people enough that he would go and try and kill them. My question is, does the FBI's branding Catholics as enemies of the state, does that going to cause the same problem? And by the way, did they run this by the president? Who is a devout Catholic, by the way. Did they run this by Nancy Pelosi? And by the way, there are 70 million Catholics in the United States. I mean, this really should get your blood Boiling. This is like the type of thing you would think the FBI would have done before JFK was elected president. Well, they may have. Not not the type of they thing may they may have would be doing in 2023. The Chuck Schumer last year, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, and Joe Biden, the, the three most powerful people at the top of our government. I would say the vice president, but she's obviously not that powerful. Those three people are Catholics. And you're telling me the Catholics are the biggest problem in America? So the Daily Signal reported that in this case, what you're seeing is the FBI seeking to target individuals holding pro-life. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Catholics, for example, they yeah. do they hold pro-life. Well, one's not named Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, and Chuck Schumer. Pro-traditional marriage. Okay, one's not named Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, and Chuck Schumer. And pro-border enforcement yeah, again, political opinions. So that's Catholics 70, not named Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, 70 and Chuck Schumer. million Americans. Yeah. But the Catholic Church, people that belong to the Catholic Church, not the only Americans who think those things are important. You don't have to belong well, you gotta to start a with one group. You got to start with one group and the FBI's place cat the Catholic Church in the crosshairs in order to prop up this false political narrative about a rising threat of domestic terrorism. Right. Because they're not finding enough domestic actual domestic terrorists, so they have to make up some. 
By the way, that was what the, the whole plot against Gretchen Whitmer was. There weren't enough right-wing extremists, so the FBI went and recruited some, trained them, gave them the idea, paid for them to go to clinics to learn how to be right-wing extremists so they could then prove that there were white right-wing extremists. This, this is one of those situations where the FBI has determined people who don't hold their political views are the enemies of the state. And when they can't actually find them committing a crime, they frame them for it. And, and the, this is just further evidence that the FBI has an ideological bent. And, and that, and therefore should be disbanded. I we mean, cannot it, it's have pervasive. Our nation's largest police force have a political agenda. And the FBI clearly does. And the FBI has not responded to comment to any media outlets regarding the, this leaked memo. The one comment I've seen on this was the FBI saying, well, we we didn't actually publish that memo. It wasn't up to our standards. They said the memo wasn't up to their standards. Well, and the source, the Southern Poverty Law Center, isn't credible. No. And I the mean, FBI should know that. Well, I mean, you know, look at what they've done already with respect to Donald Trump, the whole Russia collusion. I mean, it's not as if they're really concerned with the facts. Let's get to the top of the things you need to know before tomorrow. First thing you need to know before tomorrow, the United States shot down something near Alaska, but the military says they don't know what it was that they shot down. We, sh we shot down something, but we, uh, the Defense Department simply described the object as being about the size of a small car, and it was 40,000 feet up in the air. So, so we shot it down. National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby said the object came down inside U.S. territorial waters on a frozen surface, which he says should make it easier to recover whatever it was. Let's see. I think whatever it is, it's... China yeah. testing, so to speak, the waters. Right, they're trying again. to see what else is, is coming in. Second thing you need to know before tomorrow, New Mexico's governor, Democrat Michelle Lujan Grisham, is proposing a cut to the state's gross receipts taxes on businesses. The plan, proposed by Republican State Res Representative Jason Harper, cuts the gross receipts tax by a quarter of a percent down to 4.625%. That is estimated to save businesses in the state of New Mexico $411 million, much of which gets passed on to consumers in the form of higher prices. Representative Harper says this bill helps small businesses the most since they are often inclined to hire other small businesses for their services, and thus the gross receipts tax often gets compounded. Well, and it'll help those businesses in New Mexico, but more importantly, yeah. it will for the New Mexican economy uh -huh. it will attract new businesses because it's a much more business friendly environment and it's interesting that you've got a democrat governor working with the republican legislature to push a lower tax well look at what's going on all around them Across. in texas yeah. and oklahoma and arkansas second thing the third thing you need to know before tomorrow north carolina may pass a change to its election law that would increase voter security a bill in the state senate would require all mail-in ballots to arrive by the close of polls on election day in order to be counted Right now, state law allows ballots to be counted as long as they are postmarked on Election Day, but that has led to delays in the counting and certifying of the vote. The law would also require each county's board of electors to post the number of absentee ballots mailed and the number that have been returned each day of early voting. Does that mean we won't be counting votes in North Carolina for two and three and four weeks? That would be the plan. I think that adds to the trust in the election exactly. system. Exactly. The integrity of our voting system. 
We'll be right back with more American Ground Radio. You're listening to American Ground Radio. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. So what is the difference now? What's what that? is the difference now that we're the National Security Council says we shot something down? Yes, we shot something down. That was uh, what? That was threatening the safety of civilian flight. No, well, I mean, it could have been in the in the path of civilian flight. Well, that's flight, what they said. But the it Pentagon. was about the size of a car. So it was 40,000 feet up, man. It was about the size of a car. It's 40,000 feet up. We had to shoot it down. And so what if this continues? Where, where are we going from here? Now, of course, uh, the National Security Council spokesman, uh, this is Admiral John Kirby, he said the president absolutely was involved in this decision. Oh, good. He ordered it. The president ordered it. That's what he said. Well, that's good. That's great. I'm glad to see the president's, you know, involved. I mean, it'd be a shame if somebody else was uh, involved and not in ordering it and the president had no role in it. That would be bad, wouldn't it? it? It certainly would. So, I mean, that's a good thing. We were talking about the FBI off the top targeting Catholics. Yeah. Well, now they're going after Mike Pence. Well, you know. I, I mean, I they're seizing his classified documents from his home. Right. But Now, remember, Trump came to his defense over all of this, by the way. He yeah. said that Mike Pence is a good man. He is. And to leave him alone. Okay. And, and and look, that does help Trump out too because if Mike Pence has done something where he's got classified documents at his house, that does kind of excuse a bit of Donald Trump having classified documents at his house from a legal standpoint. He can say, look, I ain't the only one. Uh, and Mike Pence, I think they found one document at his house today. Uh, the FBI went and searched his house uh, with his permission and I believe they found one document, a classified document at his house. And there's another member of the Biden administration that is resigning. Uh, communications director Kate Bedingfield. Yeah, I, I saw that uh, when she resigned, she was just like, I cannot believe the crap that's coming out of the mouth of Kareem Jean-Pierre. I don't think she I've tried that. to correct her no, every day. I've no. been like, look, you cannot be this obtuse. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, you're a tooth. And... <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, that, did I misquote you, her? You missed it altogether. Oh, yeah, that's okay. fake news. No, uh, no. <laughs> Labor Secretary Marty Walsh uh -huh. is also leaving the Biden administration. Yeah, uh, he's moving to lead the NHL Players Association. Oh, it's going to go be a, a union boss. And then Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain, uh -huh. just recently he just departed left. the administration. It's like there are rats well, and, fleeing a sinking ship. And look, the average for... Is that too strong? Yeah, a little, little bit. bit. Okay. The, the average for a cabinet member is about two, two and a half years of service. So this isn't that unusual. We got a question in for our American Mamas. Dear Mamas, when Ashton Kutcher appeared on the red carpet with Reese Witherspoon, did he show too much affection or not near enough? Well, let's ask our American Mamas. Mama, Mama. And joining us now, our American Mama, Terry Nettaville. Denise Arthur is out and about. Um... So Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon, by the way, I love both of them. I think they're great actors. Uh, I've enjoyed a lot of different things. Actually, Reese is in one of my favorite movies of all time with Paul Rudd. Great, great movie. Anyway, she's in a new series coming up with Ashton Kutcher on Netflix called Your Place or Mine. And they were on the red carpet together, and they're standing, you know, close to each other. And Ashton's got his hands in his pockets, 
And he's leaning over he's towards leaning her. He's leaning over towards her a little bit. But he's got his hands in his pockets. Yeah. And then people start tweeting. Do they, they don't hate like each other? other. They hate each other. Yeah. They must hate each other. And it happens so much that Mila Kunis mm-hmm. texted him in the middle of it going, uh, you got to act like you like her. Yeah. What's going on? She said. That's, that's <laughs> What's wife. going on? Yes. Um, and he said, look, if I stand next to her, I put my hands in my pocket. So there's no chance that like there could be a rumor that, you know, that we're having an we're affair. Having an affair. Sure. Yeah. So he was trying to avoid that. And I thought, you know, it took me back. I will tell you this one story. I've never shared this before, but I was on a committee with some parents working on something with uh, one of my kids sports. Okay. And, a school committee. Yes. So this dad and I were working on this one part. Uh-huh. And so he said, um, you know, why don't we, uh, can you stay, you know, can we just work on this? And I said, sure, no problem. And he said, look, I'm, I'm just going to be up front with you. I'm going to let my wife sit in. I was like, sure. I love her. Of course. But he, he went on to tell me why he said, I'm afraid because you're a nice looking person. I'm a nice looking dude. I don't want people to start talking. They're going to see us working closely together at this table. I don't want them to think that there's anything going on. And I was so taken aback because that's the last thing on my mind. I was like, right. oh, I, of course. I said, I, really? You think anybody would? He said, you have no idea. And he said, but this is the part that made me think twice. He said, I'll tell you something, Terry. If you were 350 pounds, mm-hmm. they wouldn't care. Well, you and I could sit up here. We could go have lunch together. We could go sit in a hotel room and work on this stuff. Nobody would think twice. Right. But because you're a decent-looking person, I'm a decent-looking person, and we're the same age, he said, I'm telling you, tongues wag, and I just cannot. I, I We can't. I was like, oh, well, by all means, you know, I like your wife better than you, so this is perfect anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I had a similar situation. Really? So I worked in a morning TV back in Tyler, and my co-host, uh, and we were really really very good friends very close friends right and so you do the morning show and then we had a noon show so we had a little bit of a break so we would go get breakfast right right and so we would go to a local you know a little coffee shop and get a danish or whatever and we'd have and we'd sit and we'd talk and chat well a woman that wendy knew that worked with her went up to her and pulled her aside says i hate to tell you this (laughs) i hate to be the one to tell you this but I saw Stephen <laughs> at breakfast with a really pretty uh-huh. woman. And I just, I think you need to know. And Wendy was like, Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What was it, Dana? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. it's the same type of thing. Right. That, um, right. Uh, you know, I'm not saying I'm as pretty as that guy was, but, um, you know, it, it's the same well, type of thing you, where if you just go out in public yeah. and people start going, 
Oh, they're Wait too close. Minute. They look like they really like each other. And I guess in Hollywood, uh-huh. he's probably been burned a few times. Yeah. You know, they're always, you know, the... The, um, the rumor mill. There are people who those make... Those tabloids. They make their living off of making things up. Right. And so I can see where he would be a little more apt to kind of stay away or refrain from that. But I love that they came forward with this because, number one, it makes... Mila uh-huh. looked very confident in her marriage. Of like, course, dudes, right? y'all, come on. <laughs> Love each other. Yeah. Act like you like each other. Right. And it and it makes you aware that Ashton's aware of that and doesn't right. want to do anything to harm his marriage. Okay, or, does this make Ashton Kutcher like Mike Pence? Because Mike Pence, Vice President Pence, said he wouldn't go to lunch with the woman who wasn't his wife by himself. He wouldn't go out in public with a woman who wasn't his wife by himself because he never wanted those rumors to yeah. happen. It's funny because people made fun of him for that. They did. But they won't make fun of Ashton for this. They will. Kind of, he will be heralded as um, like a husband hero mm-hmm. because they all now everybody knows the full story that he and Reese do love each other right. very much. They're but very he was, good friends. But they don't trust the tabloids at all. Right. Because none of us trust the media. We certainly don't trust tabloids. But we certainly do not trust the media so you can see where um ashton would come out looking really good with this mike pence was a different story because mm-hmm. the media didn't like them the uh the left they don't like him so he looks like some sort of you know i don't know just they they called him a religious freak a not a prude yeah or whatever. Yeah, yeah but no ashton's gonna look cool for this it's just it's so funny how they spin the stories if you if, if ashton was a conservative uh-huh Maybe they wouldn't be so kind about it. Who knows? But it's always about the spin. Uh, but isn't is is it so rare for men to show respect to women in our society now that when a man's actually trying to be respectful to his wife, people misunderstand what's happening? Maybe so. I'm just I'm kind of um, I'm glad this came out in this way because it kind of shows what they go through. You know, it kind of shows in the tabloids. In the tabloids. If you'd like to ask our American Mamas a question, go to our website, AmericanGroundRadio.com slash mamas, and click on the Ask the Mamas button. Terry Nutterville, Denise Arthur, we'll be back. Thank you so much. Thank you. And coming up next here on American Ground Radio, we are digging deep. We'll be right back. There's more fresh roasted American Ground Radio brewing. So stick around. Mm, That's good radio. With Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Abalone. Okay, so Matt Walsh. Many people may be familiar with who he is. He's a very popular blogger. Yeah, uh, works for the Daily Wire as well and did uh, a recent documentary entitled What is a Woman? where he went around asking uh, the people on the left what is a woman, and they were not able to answer the question. Okay, so this week he testified uh-huh. at a committee hearing of the state legislature in Tennessee. He testified at a committee hearing in support of a bill banning child mutilation in Tennessee. Okay. And so we're going to play you a clip. This is a Democrat legislator mm-hmm. who is attempting to diminish, to mm-hmm. demean, to discredit yep. a, an ordinary citizen mm-hmm. having an opinion on child mutilation. Take a listen. Can you give us a summary of your educational background or your healthcare education experience? Mr. Walsh, you recognized my experience in healthcare. Your educational background. I'm just curious. You 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 have testified as to a lot of your own research. So I'm curious for what purpose you do that and what background you have to qualify you to speak to that. Well, my Mr. background Walsh. that qualifies me to speak to this is that I'm a human being with a brain and common sense, and I have a soul. 
And so therefore, I think it's a really bad idea to chemically castrate children. That is my experience. Um, also, I, I did, now it's true, I didn't, I didn't go to college, but I did go to school long enough to learn how to read so I can read the data for myself, and that's exactly what I've done. Representative Clemens, here I And for what purpose do you um, conduct your research and use this brain of yours? Mr. Walsh, you're recognized. I use it for the purpose of trying to protect children from being castrated and mutilated. It's kind of. <laughs> I mean, they, that guy is so creepy. And so, what do you use? He's trying this to shame brain of yours to do. This is one of those things that's really interesting it's on the bizarre. left because they 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 fall into the logical fallacy of appeal to authority. So unless you have the authority of whatever it is, unless you are, you know, the supposed right. expert that they recognize, exactly. they will not accept information. It's if like they you feel present, so insecure in their own in their own analysis, you should not discredit knowledge based upon where the knowledge comes from. You either accept the the, the knowledge based upon whether the knowledge is true or not. And you need to use your own brain to try and analyze whether that's true or not. Yeah, there's, you know what we should say to this legislator? There's greatness within you. Exactly. Use your brain. That's why God gave you one. And, and I think Matt Walsh's response is just was spot on. Yeah, I have a soul. I'm that's my qualifications. I'm able to read data and understand it. If you think my understanding of the data is flawed, point that out. But when you're trying to attack me because I don't have the degree that you want me to have, well, that's elitist. And it's a logical fallacy. Let's dig deep. Working in a coal mine, going down, down, down. Working in a coal mine, about to step down. Working in a coal mine. I learned a, a new slang word today. You ever heard the word pretendian? Wait a minute. Are, are you pulling a Senator John Kennedy on me? Uh, no. Are I, you about to quiz me on which article no, 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 the no. Constitution applies to this I, subject? I heard a new slang word. I don't know if you've heard this slang word, pretendian. Do you know what a pretendian? Pretendian. Yes. Somebody that is a pretender? Yes, but specifically someone who is pretending to be Native American. Oh, a pretendian. Yes. Like Focahontas is uh, oh, Elizabeth, yeah, like Warren, Elizabeth Warren, right? So a pretendian. And the reason why there's this slang word is because this is apparently a fairly common occurrence. So this is a, oh, uh, Alex or Alec Baldwin's wife. Uh-huh. Pretend to be Spanish. No, she, she claimed, okay. She I, claimed to be Spanish, but the same idea. She's not. But she claimed to be from Spain. She's not from Spain. She, she was raised in Connecticut. Right. But she speaks with a Spanish accent. Right. The College Fix website has an article talking about this phenomenon. In addition to Elizabeth Warren, UC Berkeley professor Elizabeth Hoover pretended to be Native American. They also had Emily Carr University professor Gina Adams. She was hired in part because she was Native to make a museum exhibition on indigenous artists. But she was a Native. She was white. Well, she did it. Obviously, to get the job. Exactly. Okay. And it just keeps going. There's more. Obviously. There were more examples listed than we have time to get to here. There's another website called AncestorStealing.com. AncestorStealing.com. They've also researched this saying, the reason people pretend to be Native American is because of money, notoriety, and power. Is it more difficult to prove that someone isn't Native American than... Some other minority. Are. You know what I'm saying? So if you claimed I am part mm -hmm. Native American, yeah. somebody might look at you and they're like, 
Yeah, I can see that. Maybe I guess. Yeah, maybe. I, I'm not sure. It is a very common thing that's going on. There's an NPR report, National Public Radio, not a right wing outlet, left wing outlet, right? They said the number of a people who identify as Native American on the U.S. Census has soared in recent years by 86 percent. Well, maybe they're making more babies. No, the number the, the of Native, Native Americans. Americans has not doubled. So why is the percentage of people who identify as Native American, why is that going up at nearly double? There was a survey in 2021, just two years ago, 34% of white Americans who applied to higher learning institutions, they're applying to graduate schools or doctor schools. Ah, so follow the money. One out of three mm-hmm. admitted they lied about being a racial minority on their applications. Because the colleges are so woke that they give you preferential treatment. So if your grades aren't so good and your your academics or your extracurricular activities aren't that stellar. They think it gives them a leg up. Moreover, 48% of the people who admitted to lying, so almost half, said they were Native American. So They do, were pretendians. So do you think that college admission directors uh-huh. will now require a 23andMe DNA report? It's an interesting question. Especially since Native Americans only make up about 2% of the population. Why are they making up 15% of the college graduate applicants? Okay, but do you blame... I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Okay. Do you blame a bunch of white people Mm -hmm. who the left has demonized as being hate mongers and racist? Yeah. I mean... Do you blame some of them for wanting to be something different than being white? I blame people for lying. When there are jobs available? I don't care. I mean, as far as a contractor is concerned, bidding for government work? I don't care. I mean, there there could be lots you're, at stake there. You're either an honest person or you are not. I'm not excusing it. You do the right thing for the right reason in the right way or else you're wrong. But you're asking the question, why is there this surge right now? Let me ask another question then. If white privilege is a real thing, because the left tells us white privilege is a real thing. Yes? Yeah, right. If white privilege is a real thing, why don't minorities in America pretend to be white why don't they lie on their college applications about being white why is it always because white, white people, people are evil who in are the pretending eyes. to be minorities because white people are evil no in the eyes of the left think about the question you just asked me just a minute ago that they're you, privileged you said do you blame rich. these people for applying for this job pretending that there's something they're not when there are benefits that come with it yes that's what you asked me right but it's like anything that the any system that the government sets up okay but the point being if white privilege were a real thing People would be lying to say that they're white so that they could get the privilege. But it's not. It's not a real thing. But they've demonized white privilege. So they don't want it. No, it doesn't exist. If it existed, people would go get it. This minority privilege, especially in college teaching positions and in applications to school, it does exist. And that's why it's happening. We'll be back. You're listening to American Ground Radio. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. No, no, I'm just I, saying. I, I, no, I think, with all due respect, Stephen, yes. I think you've got this whole white privilege thing wrong. You think I have because this wrong? White, no one wants white privilege. 
because white privilege is a concept that highlights the unfair societal advantages that white people have over non-white people. Okay, but if those advantages were real, if white privilege was a real thing, people would want the privilege. Okay, there's I, a I'm reason not saying why that white privilege exists. What I'm saying is, is that no one uh -huh. wants it. No, no, no. No one wants to claim Everybody it. Everybody wants privilege. They don't. Everybody want, wants a leg up. They don't want white. People privilege. The, but there is no thing such thing as white people privilege. Look, back in the 1980s, Eddie Murphy did a skit on Saturday Night Live, right? Remember the skit? He did a skit on Saturday Night. Some of our listeners may not have been born. They may not have been born. But he did this thing but where go look it up. He, he dressed great. up in white face. Okay, so he got white makeup put on he him. He dressed up as a white man. Right, right. So And then he went around New York and he learned what, this is even before the term white privilege is around, he learned what white privilege was. He got free stuff just because he was white. We have a clip of it. Take a listen. What are you doing? I'm buying this newspaper. That's all right. There's nobody around. Go ahead, take it. Take it. Go ahead, take it. Yeah, take it. So that was the joke, is that you got, you know, if you're a white person, you got free stuff, and you got all this privilege just by being white. And the end and of the it, skit right. was, the end of the skit was, Eddie Murphy says, look, I'm not going to get angry about this. I'm just going to bring all my friends, and we've got a lot of makeup. And the last shot was a barbershop full of guys getting white makeup put on so that they could go experience white privilege. Right. If white privilege were an actual thing, oh, Steve, minorities on, no, in America no. would pretend to be white. But what happens instead, Nobody one, wants to third, be white. one third okay. of the white people applying to graduate schools in above pretend to be minorities. That's because white people don't get privilege when it comes to admissions. Ah, you just admitted that there isn't white privilege. Let's get to Fake News Friday. You are fake news. Okay, here's how we play our game. I'm going to read you a headline. You tell me whether there's real news, fake news, or really fake news. Okay, so real news, it was reported, uh -huh. and it is true. Yes, fake news. Uh, it was reported, but it's not true. Yeah, and really fake news. Uh, you just made it all up. All right, for first one, the United States finally decided to shoot down that spy balloon from China because it was getting too close to Ukraine. Real news, fake news, or really fake news? Uh, that's You just made that one up. Yeah, that's Babylon B. Nancy Pelosi is going to be considered the greatest speaker of the House in American history. Real news, fake news, or really fake news? Uh, that's fake news. Yeah, Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. Yeah. You said that during the State of the Union. It's ridiculous. The climate crisis is an existential threat. Real news, fake news, or really fake news? That's fake news. Yeah, that's Joe Biden's State of the Union address. The wealthy Americans don't pay their fair share. Real news, fake news, really uh, fake again, news? Again, that's fake news, Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden said that, yeah. Biden is a capitalist. Real news, fake news, really fake news? Uh, that's fake news. Yeah, okay. Uh, Democrats got mad at Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene for woman-splaining during the State of the Union address. Real news, fake news, really fake news? Uh, that's really, you just made that one up. Yeah, that was Babylon B as well. But it's kind of close to reality, wasn't it? It's it just, was. No. All right. I hesitated. Due to inflation, Hunter Biden has raised the cost to meet his father by 15%. Real news, <laughs> fake news, really fake news. <laughs> just made that one up. Yeah, that's really fake news. Okay. Tesla raised the prices on its cars after the government announced they were eligible for more tax breaks. Real news, fake news, or really fake news? That's real news. That is. The government went, hey, uh, you can get another $1,000 back on a, on a Tesla. You're eligible for another $1,000 tax break. And Tesla went, 
Great. Price of our cars just exactly. went up $1,000. That, that's what, that's <laughs> what capitalism, that's what markets do. Exactly. Senator John Fetterman says that all the other senators sound to him like the teacher in the Peanuts cartoons. Real news, fake news, really fake news. That's real news. Yeah. That's frightening. He cannot understand what another person says to him, especially in the halls, in the hallways in Congress, because it's all that marble and it echoes a whole bunch. But apparently to him, and he's, by the way, back in the hospital, uh, they've run tests. But they, my understanding, it, it wasn't a stroke. He didn't have right. a stroke. He's just been dizzy stuff. But especially in those hallways, apparently everybody that talks to him in the hallway sounds to him like wah, wah, wah. But I think wah, even wah, if wah, they're wah. not in the hallway, he has to have it translated does. onto a screen he where does. he can read it. Prostitutes are soliciting sex outside a Catholic elementary school in California because a new California law prevents police from being able to arrest them. Real news, fake news, really fake news. Gosh, that's real news, isn't it? San Francisco, right outside a Catholic elementary school. They're walking the street, getting Johns. Yeah, they t- California took away the loitering crime. But see, that's why the FBI is targeting Catholics. Yeah, because yeah, know. right. Well, the loitering they said the loitering crime uh, target was was discrimination against black and brown and trans people. Okay, uh, conservatives have lost the culture wars. Real news, fake news, really fake news. That's fake news. Yeah, as Joy Reid, she claimed that after the Satanic Grammys. Uh, and how about this last one? Oh, no, so this isn't the last one. Uh, in tw- in 23 Baltimore schools, not even one single student pres- pre- tested proficient in math. Real news, fake news, really fake news. That's real news. That is real news. That is really sad news is what that is. It's all post-COVID stuff. And this last one, this week, LeBron James set the all-time record for flopping in the NBA. Real news, fake news, or really fake news? Ah, uh, you just made that one up. Yeah, but he did break the all-time scoring record this Kareem week. J- Abdul Jabbar's yeah. record was broken. Yeah, so another Laker, by the way. So well, that's well a great dynasty there. Yeah. Although they're not doing so well right now. Well, that's how we play our games, kids. If you'd like to uh, play along or let, let us know what your score was on Facebook, Facebook.com slash American Ground Radio. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll give you a hand clap or whatever. Hey, hey kids. Yeah. Have a great weekend. Yep. Because they always come into the studio. They do. It's very nice of them. We'll be right back. You're listening to American Ground Radio. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Paul with Louis Sar Avalone. So what is all of this about Adidas and uh-huh. Beyonce? Uh, there's some sort of rift there. There's a rift that says between that, Adidas and Beyonce. Did Adidas finally realize that Beyonce doesn't play a sport? I may have been. <laughs> but boy, did she win. At the Grammys. You think? Yeah. My lord. Yeah, yeah. She, she did well. Uh, I, I, what? She set the, the record for the all-time number of Grammys by a single artist, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well done. So, so maybe Adidas should give her a sneaker contract. I don't understand. I, I, I'm not quite sure. Now, this whole Project Veritas. Uh-huh. Have you been following this? I have been following this. This looks like a little bit of a messy situation. So someone came out and claimed that James O'Keefe was a mean boss and a bad boss. and uh, He said mean things. Yeah. He took a sandwich out of the hands of a of a pregnant, pregnant woman, employee, yeah, yeah. right means... out of that, right taking food right out of the mouth of a baby. Yeah, that's uh, and then so the board was planning on firing him, but then there's some attorneys that represent investors into Project Veritas, and so now they've issued a cease and desist letter, right, from some of those top donors to the Project Veritas board. Boy, if there was only some undercover video of him stealing that sandwich, that would have been. I know, really, right? Like if they. But, you know, look, Project Veritas has uh-huh. 
really been very significant. They've been very effective. I mean, uh, talking about Project Acorn, yeah. you remember that during the Obama administration? It had a lot of people saying, whoa. Well, we just had our fake news Friday segment, and the reason we always have so much material is, well, a lot of people think they can fool the rest of us most of the time, right? So here are some words of wisdom about foolishness. Henry David Thoreau said, any fool can make a rule, and any fool will mind it. There's Moliere. He said, a learned fool is more of a fool than an ignorant fool. You also have Dale Carnegie. He said, any fool can criticize, complain, and condemn, but most fools, and most fools do, but it takes character and self-control and understanding and forgiving. And the last one from Winston Churchill, the greatest lesson in life is to know that even fools are right sometimes. No, the wise man welcomes reproach. A fool? Well, he doesn't. May your pursuit of happiness bring you joy.